I could direct your attention this beautiful uh, Sunday morning slash early afternoon service uh, in old Cincinnati town. Uh, I'm going to preach for a few moments, and we're going to really delve into the Word of God this morning. This is a gigantic bucket full of virtue, truth, integrity, and honesty. It is an encyclopedia of life. And uh, when you leave here today, you won't be the same. And uh, we're glad that God has put you in this place this morning. You are here for a reason and for a purpose. Amen. Genesis chapter 37. And I would like to just begin reading uh, a couple of verses. Uh, Genesis chapter 37 and verse Three. Now Israel, which of course is referring to the patriarch Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And I would like for you to notice that uh, he made him a coat of many colors because he loved him. We're going to be talking a little bit about the love of a father today. And we're just going to kind of uh, splash this uh, title on the screen uh, or on your paper, however you want to say it, uh, fathered from the beginning, fathered from the beginning. And God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. It may come as a surprise to you today, and uh, I'm I am, by the way, very glad to be with two of my three children uh, on this uh, wonderful day, Father's Day, and uh, their families, and our other child is preaching to a very large congregation in Durham, North Carolina this morning, and uh, so it's great to be with family, but uh, it may surprise you to know that uh, according to this Bible, uh, there was a plan for your life by God, who is your Father. And I'm, I'm talking to a people that in the context of modern society, you, uh, there are some people here today that maybe didn't know your father, or your father passed away at an early age, uh, or some circumstances prevented you from having a full lifespan with your father. But when we get through, you're going to realize that that's not the end of the story. And there is something amazing about the Lord. There's so many wonderful things about Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, from the second book of Thessalonians, the letter to the church at Thessalonica, and uh, chapter two, there are 
a couple of verses that are, are some of the most powerful verses in the Bible, and yet, and yet you don't hear it preached often. And it just simply is the words of the apostle saying, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and the belief of the truth. He hath chosen you from the beginning, chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me explain that. From the day that you took your first gulp of air, which was provided by Almighty God, by the Father of life, from that day, He chose you as a vessel to know Him in salvation and through a cleansing, sanctifying process that would bring you into fellowship with Him. You may not have been raised by people that understood that. So therefore, you perhaps didn't fulfill that or come in contact with it the first few years of your life. In fact, maybe your life was filled with sin, debauchery, depravity, and, and all kinds of missteps, flaws, and transgressions. But nevertheless, he led you and directed your path to a place where you're at today. Introducing you to people who would tell you about something far better than what you had known. Far more peaceful than what you have encountered. Perhaps all of the, the great D's of life, the D's, the letter D's, uh, divorce, death, destruction, uh, discouragement, depression, they had ripped and torn at the fabric of your very existence. But you, somebody said, if you follow me to a place where there are flowing rivers and sweet green pastures, I will bring you to a point of great satisfaction and an inner fulfillment of joy and purpose that you have never known. And so you find yourself here today, but know that you were from the beginning purposed to run into this. And he called you by our gospel, this gospel that is preached, to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to explain to you today that uh, fathers have disappeared across the landscape of time in the last few decades. In the America of days gone by, fathers were an integral force. Uh, they were great uh, monuments of strength, direction, and encouragement. And, and uh, nowadays, when you talk to people, it's not uncommon for somebody to say, I, I, I don't know who my father was. And uh, the, the, the disappearance of fathers is the direct cause of gang 
affiliations across the country. It's the direct cause of uh, abortions. Uh, it's the direct cause of abandonments and heartbreaks and uh, bitterness. But I'm here to tell you that there is a father above all fathers. There is a father in heaven that watches every step that you take, follows your every movement, and counts your every breath. Hallelujah. He is with you on the job, and he is with you at home. He is with you in your vehicle. He is with you at the restaurant. He is with you at the dry cleaners. He is with you, hallelujah, at the market. He is with you at all times. He is an omniscient, omnipresent, loving figure that loves you more than you'll ever know how much or be able to measure. And uh, I'm, I'm talking about someone that is a genius at craftsmanship. Uh, the, the Bible tells us some amazing things uh, from its words. Uh, for instance, in the book of Hebrews, uh, it explains to us that the Lord in the beginning has laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the works of thine hands. And what that means is he made man in his image so that when fathers come along, they provide a livelihood for their wives and their children. Just like God Almighty, they work with the craftsmanship of their hands. They think their way through the dilemmas of their occupation and provide energy and productivity so that they are able to derive an income from their work and be promoted. This is the pathway of the father. The father is thinking of his children and his wife before he thinks of himself. He will make sure that there are uh, items on the table before he has satisfied himself from the sustenance of life. He will feed them before he will feed themselves. And I'm talking about a society where many uh, biological donors have been gratified running off to leave an impregnated female by herself to raise a child. This is a tragic story. And it is the illustration of cowards and deadbeats and bums that have populated our society far more than they ever should have. But I'm bringing you to the realization that even if your father was taken away by some unforeseen force, there is a father that is reaching for your attention and calling you today and has been from the beginning of your life. Hallelujah. The scripture also declares uh, something very profound as well. Uh, it, it tells us that, that there is a, a great God who is able to create things which we cannot see uh, that, that are invisible. It talks about him creating all that that 
is invisible as well as visible, and we don't know how those things come to be. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen by the things that are made. He put in you, he put in you something that he alone could do. He put in you chromosomes. He put in you uh, mitochondria. He put in you a DNA. He put in you codes and designs that have you had certain features on your face and, and a certain look about your head and certain length of your arms. Uh, he charted and designed your very DNA, your makeup, uh, your, your appearance. He did all of that by his genius. Hallelujah. Invisible things. Little paint brushes and little hammers and drills. Hallelujah. And bands that he put together to create the framework of the body and the cellular multiplication that ensures that your life continues from day to day. Then he wrapped around you an oxygen belt called the atmosphere so that you could live without a battery or without some kind of electrical hookup you don't need some kind of an artificial connection or some kind of a life support because God put life in you from himself your father did that for you hallelujah God made man in his image to do that and it's an incredible thing to stop and think about that I was, as a child, I was literally born on the front row of the church. The first things I heard as a baby was, were the melodies and the music of apostolic praising. Hallelujah. I never knew what it was to smoke a joint. I never knew what it was to swig Jack Daniels. I never knew that because I was raised in the house of God. And so I have that amazing heritage. But it doesn't make any difference what you went through then as early children. It's what happens to you now at this point and this juncture of your life. Hallelujah. You have come to a place where the Bible says the Father seeketh such to worship him. There's a God in heaven who knows he's getting ready to have the trumpet sound to wrap up this world as we know it. And as Brother Frank and I sing, God's going to set this world on fire. But before he does, he's raising up children unto himself. He's raising up a people for his namesake. And what you're doing today is crying, Abba, Father! Abba, Father! And it fulfills everything that you ever thought or ever hoped to have happen. There is some kind of a profound joy that, that comes to you. Hallelujah. When you reach up to his arms and he wraps those arms around you. Hallelujah. Fathers love their children. And there's no one that loves his children like your heavenly father. The Bible talks about this young man, 17 years old. 
His name is Joseph. He had great insights about God. God showed him visions. And the Bible says his father loved him so much. He was the young one then. And uh, he decided to make him a coat. Back in those days, most of the coats and cloaks that were made were made just common, plain leather that someone would wear from a deer or from some other kind of wild animal. But the father of Joseph took great pains to take some leather to uh, a leather designer. And he said, I don't want this to be another garment. I want you to take these dyes and I want you to put these colors, red, blue, and uh, yellow, and green, and gray. I want you to put these, dye these leathers and make it into a design. Maybe strips that will surround him and go up and down the arms of the jacket. I want you to make it for a special child. And so he did. And uh, that made the brothers furious. Every time he walked around, before there were ever any clothes designers, there are people here today that think, uh, maybe not here, but people in the world, I should say, that if they don't have the latest fashion and the latest name brand, they go into a depression. And let me tell you something, folks. All I need is just something to keep me warm in the winter and uh, not so hot in the summer. And, and so uh, this was a very specific project that he brought to bear. And uh, I want to tell you today that there is a God in heaven that is going to prepare for you, if you will allow him, a, a coat of many colors, a spiritual garment. The Bible talks about uh, garments of praise, garments of praise. And, and there's something powerful about this because the, if you will study science a little bit, you'll find out that whenever there is, uh, there is light, like the sunlight that comes in through these windows, uh, if that light passes through, say, a transparent prism, such as a raindrop or raindrops, uh, you will see a majestic display of colors that has been known throughout the ages as the rainbow. Beautiful colors. In fact, they're almost breathtaking because they are so vivid and poignant and so very defined as they spread across the sky. And they are beautiful and magnificent to behold. And the Bible tells us that your God that we read about in the Bible, this Father has also got another title. He is the Father of lights. Hallelujah. And John described him as the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And it says he is light. He is light. He is light. And, and what science will tell us then that even though you can't see it when you look at the plain light, inside of that light are these colors, these beautiful manifestations of ethereal glory that can't be seen unless there is that interaction with that transparent plane or that transparent item. I'm here to tell you that when God 
God brings his shower of light and rain upon your spirit and upon your soul, something appears that's beautiful and majestic within you. It's, it's, it's this calling from the beginning. God was so chagrined and discouraged because the first people he created sinned and he was separated from his creation that all of these years and thousands of years that have passed, he'd been planning on restoring the human race, the people of this planet back into his fellowship. And I don't mean some little light religious affiliation like some people subscribe to. I'm talking about a deep, inner, personal, get down in your living room, get down in the fabric of your life experience to where you feel fire burning and waters flowing, hallelujah, and springs gushing. I'm talking about a baptism of the glory of God. Hallelujah. It's, it's, it's something that was in the beginning, in the process. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That, that Word, Word is not a, another person, and it's not another member of the committee. It's God the Father establishing his authority. In the beginning was the word. And then he said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. And there was light. And there was light. And there was light. And then there were the oceans. And then there were the creatures of the air. And the creatures of the sea. Hallelujah. And there, there were the green growing things. And the fruits and the vegetables. Let there be. Let there be. Let there be light. He established it. Hallelujah. And then a few verses later it said the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That means that authority of God came down into our plane of life. I don't know how to explain this to you, but Jesus Christ as the Holy Ghost is literally beside you right now. Right now. Right now. The Bible says that when he ascended up into heaven, what went away was the plain coat, the plain flesh of the beloved Son of God. Hallelujah. Joseph was different than any other child because he had that spectacular, that spectacular kaleidoscope of colors uh, hanging and draped on his body. He was different than any other young man in the village. Uh, hallelujah. And so it was uh, when Jesus came on the scene. Hallelujah. And he ascended into heaven. The plain coat came with him, but he sent back the light and the fire of the Holy Ghost uh, that has the colors and the beauty and the total expression 
expression of grace, love, peace, gentleness, and temperance in it. The colors that you see in, with your physical eye are then actually changed into an inner glory of the grace of God that creates blessedness so that when you walk out of a world where there's selfishness and meanness and cruelty and you don't know if there's going to be a shootout at the gas station or not and you walk into the house of God and you're greeted with smiles and warm handshakes and we're glad to see you from strangers people you've never met before it's a culture shock to some people that have been abused and treated so bad to walk into a place where they love you like you're part of the family Those are the colors of God's glory. And as that scripture said, that you might be a partaker of the glory from our gospel sent into you by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This, this is a gift-laden church. The Spirit of God is here. The gifts of the Spirit are in operation. The fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. How many have noticed that many fruits have different colors? There's the color of the watermelon. There's the color of the cantaloupe. There's the color of the blueberry. There's all kinds of colors in the fruit world of vegetation and fruit growth. That's what happens on the inside of you beautiful hues and tones of the goodness of God coming to your character. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost showers you, it's a shower of light and an unfurling of the colors of beauty and glory that drape themselves over your soul and make you feel like you've been born again. You can, you can sit around and, and grieve about the father that you never knew. You can do that if you want to or, or worry about the father that maybe uh, in frustrations didn't handle your situations right. But friend, I'm telling you, the grieving over all that's a waste of time when you can reach your hands into the air and pull out of that atmosphere of the Holy Ghost the beauty that only God can give, that only God can rain down on you by his spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The first coat of colors made for that sun was an outside expression, but the second coat on the inside, hallelujah, are the beautiful light colors of the glory of God. And that's why they said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that you have loved one for the other. was right from the beginning, right from the beginning. Back several centuries ago, some very amazing man, several men sat down and wrote out some documents that still identify some of us 
in a civic sense today. And uh, they, they just simply wrote the, the words that, that, that describes sentiments that people had never thought of before. Hallelujah. And, and those sentiments uh, are stated for us in, in, in such a way that we can never get away from them. And they're framed. Hallelujah. They are framed. And it talks about the fact that all men are created equal. All men are created equal. And they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Hallelujah. And it talks about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they call them the founding fathers because they were guided by a higher power to raise up a democracy of people that could enjoy freedom. They could enjoy life without threat of oppression. Hallelujah. They could pursue the dreams of their mind and their spirit. Hallelujah. And be successful in their own right. These were called founding fathers. But friend, there's a founding father that stood at your first, uh, at your first birthday stood there when you were brought into the world from your mother's womb and said, I have destined this child to know freedom like it's never known before. Hallelujah. And I love this baby. And somewhere, someday, I'm going to guide she or he into a place where they need to find me. So here you are today. You're children of the American Republic, but you're also children of the Most High God. You're members of the General Assembly of the Firstborn. Hallelujah. You have a birth experience uh, that's second to none. You can be born of the Holy Ghost. You can be born of the Spirit, born of the water. Hallelujah. And listen to this. When they... The brothers decided because of their wickedness and their jealousy when they decided to kill Joseph because they hated him so much. They finally decided not to and that they would go with this uh, makeup story and this lie, this fabrication of taking that coat of many colors and dipping it down in some blood of a goat, taking it back to their poor elderly father and saying, is this the coat? Knowing full well it was the coat. Is this the coat that you made for Joseph? And he looked at that and he said, yes. He said, well, we found this drenched in blood. And it was trying to prove to the elder man that he had lost his child when in fact the child wasn't lost at all. Hallelujah. You see, the devil tried to kill you. The devil tried to interrupt God's plan for your life. 
God was there when you were born. He was going to lead you right into the Sunday school class. He was going to bring you right into the youth group, but it didn't work out that way because the people that raised you didn't go to church. But, oh, friend, the devil will never win. And while they were lying to their father, God was getting ready to raise up Joseph to be one of the most powerful men in the world and with great authority throughout the entire earth. Hallelujah. And so on the day of Pentecost, when Peter came along preaching his message, and those men were convicted by his words when he said, God hath made this same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. The light of God's revelation snapped on in their mind and they realized that they had killed Messiah. They had killed Jehovah. They had killed El Shaddai. Hallelujah. And they in desperation cried out and said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What he did was he took that beautiful garment of the Holy Ghost that those men were going to wear that day. He took it and he dipped it in the blood of the Lamb of God. Halabashandaya. He dipped it into the blood of the Lamb of God. Not to say that, look, the son is dead, but look, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Hallelujah. The devil tried to kill him and put him in a grave, but it came out of the grave. He's alive. And the power of his garment is here for you today. Dipped in blood. Dipped in blood. Hallelujah. Now listen to what I'm saying today. Pentecostal message spreading across the world like it's never spread before. There are, they are estimating that there are close to 900 million tongue-speaking people in the world today of every description all across the planet. Prayer meetings, Bible studies, nurture groups in many different denominations. The Holy Ghost is being poured out. What that is telling us that God, that the Lord God Almighty is trying to raise up a people before he comes. We've got to get them the full truth of the baptism in Jesus' name to go along with that new coat that they put on. Hallelujah. That new coat is a garment of praise that turns into multicolors of peace, love, joy, tenderness, meekness, hallelujah, grace, brotherly love, every other kind of godly trait and virtue you can think of. It turns into something beautiful that attracts people to the Lord. Yeah. 
And before he comes, he's trying to introduce people to that. And, and then that blood of redemption with its red crimson description flowing from Calvary. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a God that has brought you to this moment. It's no mistake that people were baptized in Jesus' name this week. It's no mistake that somebody got the Holy Ghost in a Bible study. It's happening everywhere by the thousands as we sit here this morning. God fathered you from the beginning. Whether your father was present at your birth or not, your father that loves you so much. And let me just tell you a, a little angle on this. Even if you had fathers that raised you right, they do pass away. And so we lose them. You lose your fathers. So none of us have a perpetual lock on a relationship with the Father in an earthly sense. And, and it's natural to love them, but, but it's also a little selfish because you put so much stock in the earthly Father that you don't look to the heavenly Father. You wouldn't have an earthly Father if it wasn't for your heavenly Father. The Bible says every good and perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That powerful light giver, that powerful light blender, that powerful color maker, that powerful God with love for you will never leave you, never forsake you. And the greatest gift that he gave is when he took upon himself human flesh and then left, took the plainness of the flesh with him and said, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. You know what you need to do, friend? You need to direct your vision upwards and quit being so horizontal, not dull, uh, geared or looking at everything horizontal and look at everything human. Look up to the Father of heaven, the heavenly Father. Hallowed be his name. Hallowed be his name. We come here to hallow his name every time these doors are open. Lord, I praise you. God, I worship you. God, I magnify you. When you start doing that, he starts coming down with his cloak and garment of praise to wrap around your shoulders. There's no feeling in the world like you get when you're praising and worshiping God. Hallelujah. If you'll open up your mouth, the Spirit of the Lord will come down. If you'll open up your mouth, the garments of praise will be draped upon you. If you'll open up your heart, throw up your hands, lift up your heads, the King of glory shall come in. Woo! And what people mistake, what people mistake 
as hysteria or emotionalism. It's not that at all. It's a bunch of little kids who feel abandoned. They feel alone. It's nothing like the strength, the force of a father's hand to reach down and say, I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember growing up, my father had a little, he had a, a, a little um, a pattern and practice that, that when we were growing up and even after we were married, he would never let us pay for a restaurant bill. And if we ate at home, there's always food on the table. And, and so after a while, you start realizing, hey, this guy must love me. He, he, he's, he's, got, he's got food on the table and he picks up the bill. So every time we knew he was going to go out to eat, my wife and I, when we first got married, we were real poor. We wanted to tag along so he'd pay for the bill. <laughs> because we knew that love was not ending. As long as he could, he picked up the tab. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus paid the bill. Jesus paid the bill. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Jesus paid everything. You have no sin against you when you're baptized in his name. And the red blood and the blue skies and the yellow sunshine of his goodness pour down upon you. Oh, let's stand in his presence today. Hallelujah. I, I want to just appeal to you not, not, to, not to get uh, all worked up about worshiping God and, and worrying about who's watching you. Because when, when you've been off of food for days and, and somebody offers you a bowl of broth, you'll break down a door to get to the bowl of broth. If you've been off of water for a couple days, you, you'll do anything to satisfy that thirst. You don't care who's watching. And I noticed a while ago there was people flooding this front. Thank God for your desire. Thank you for your desire to come in here. Let me tell you something. There's every kind of background, nationality, uh, country connection. There's all kinds of people of diverseness here today. God loves you so much. You'll never be able to figure out if you had 10 lifetimes how much he loves you. I get up every day knowing he loves me whether anybody else does or not. You may fatigue the love of people for you, but you can't fatigue or wear out the love of God for you. His spirit will follow you through every situation of life. He was there from the beginning. Beloved, beloved by God. 
and he fathered you into the world physically. And now he's brought you into a spiritual relationship that's at your fingertips. I'm talking to apostolics here today. Maybe you're a little cool because you've had some success in life and you think you're the big cheese in the, in the big deli store. But you're not, friend. You need God every moment of every day. Hallelujah. He's the very breath that you take. He's every blood cell that moves and operates. He's every white cell, T cell that attacks your diseases. He's the healer. There's a healer coming down the road. There's a healer coming down the road. Hallelujah. All you got to do is step into the atmosphere of his glory today. Father, seek as such to worship him. Well, well, isn't doesn't God still make universes? Sure, he does. They're finding more universes all the time. Does he? Is he still a star maker? Sure, he makes stars, but his highest priority is you. Well, 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 how can that be? That, that's such great stuff, and I'm so little. That's why the psalmist said what he said. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. I kneel today. Hallelujah. In total respect and honor to that love. I don't deserve to be called you. The whole Bible is built in with personalities and people swirling around an unnamed father. And that father goes by the description, the father of the prodigal son. The whole Bible swirls around that individual. That when that son became wayward and walked away, he would look down that road daily. Is he coming back? Is, is, is my boy coming back? Is my girl? Are they coming back? One day, a servant said, I see a, I see a silhouette in the distance. There's somebody down in the road. And the father came around. And he looked out. And he could never forget the shape of his son's profile. Here he came. Hallelujah. He was there when you were born, sir and ma'am, child. He was there. He was there. He'll never forget what you look like. He'll never forget what you sound like. And I want you today to respond to the call of that father. Somebody that just in the last few moments got a revelation of the depth of his love. Get out from your seat right now and make a step into the completeness of who he is. Just, just, it doesn't make any difference who you are. It doesn't make any difference if you've been a member here for 50 years or 50 minutes. Just step out. You're equal in his sight. Just stand there. Come on, right now. It's Father's Day, and the Father's looking down the road. 
It's time to renew the blessed contact point, relationship, bond, love affair. God's got something so great for your future. It's about your future. It's about your days coming up. Father, seek as such to worship him. I just want you to close your eyes. There's somebody here today, you, you want to come, but you're, you're, you're hesitant. Break through the hesitancy. This is Father's Day for people who love the Father. Okay, each one of you, in your own way, open your mouth. Start saying to your Father. You can say, oh God, my God. You can say Jesus. When you say Jesus, you're saying the Father. That's his personal name, Jesus. Jesus, my God, I love you. I've not told you like I should. I really love you. I adore you. I bow down before you. Holy and righteous are your words. Mighty is your power. Everlasting is your mercy. You could have forgotten me. to sing. I want your voice of worship to join with the chorus of singers. And let it be a sound. Lord, these people have come to you today for a total restoration. 